0: This is KSKQ, 89.5 FM, Ashland, Oregon, and KSKQ, Translator, K231CW, 94.1 FM, Medford, Oregon. Also streaming at www.kskq.org. You're listening to Dream Infringement. We hope that you stay tuned because we need the ego boost. we prepared a special show for you. Dream Infringement is Three Friends in the Biz. Bobby, he's the wild card. Emily, audio velvet. And Jennifer, not now Clyde. We like to tell stories. We play some songs too. This Muppet Mayhem is brought to you from a quarantine living room.
1: Show.
2: So our theme for this week is loaded question. We each picked topics that we have strong opinions on and then asked our fellow Dreamin' Fringer co-hosts to give their opinion on it, and then we see if those opinions align. However, Bobby is taking this week off. He just decided that he wanted to opt out. I don't know, maybe it was too too controversial, maybe he was too afraid of the repercussions of his opinions, but if Jennifer and I don't fill that hour, then maybe I will call upon him to say some things for this particular episode. So let's start things off with a song. And that song is a song that I think goes well with the theme this week. It is Ask by The Smiths.
1: Shyness is nice, and shyness can stop you.
2: First topic for our loaded question episode is the Hepburns. Catherine or Audrey? Are you a Catherine? Are you an Audrey? Jennifer, what have you to say?
0: The Hepburns, Audrey and Catherine. I actually did a little bit of research on both of them because I really didn't know like their backgrounds, when their acting careers were happening, any of those things. Um, so Catherine Hepburn was born in nineteen o seven, and then she passed away in two thousand and three. For her career, she was in 44 films, 8 television appearances or TV movies, and 33 plays. She was actually 22 years older than Audrey. Audrey was born in 1929 and then she passed away in 1993 at the age of 63. She was in 27 films, 9 times on TV, and 5 plays. And so, a little bit on her background. She was born as Dutch nobility but during the war faced a prolonged period of severe malnutrition her health was affected pretty much the rest of her life um, she had two marriages she went through three miscarriages um, but had two sons later in life she got really involved with the UNICEF and did a lot of like volunteering and work to try and help people that were uh, less privileged. Catherine was married once when she was younger, uh, but after that time frame, she just pretty much had relationships that were affairs, kind of on the down low. She grew up in a family that taught their kids just not to have barriers, like, girls didn't have barriers that boys didn't have Um, and to be rough and tumble and to be physical um, and she was known for just this boundless energy. Even so, I found that Catherine and I are more alike in that she never wanted children. She said what she thought. She wore things based on comfort rather than style. She didn't care about fame or awards. She just wanted to do things as she wanted to do things. And I I can kind of get that. I definitely don't have the unending energy part of it. But still, I've always found Katharine Hepburn to be like abrasive, like human sandpaper. For Audrey, I always liked her very quiet, demure way. Her unique look. soft, deep voice. She seemed like a really gentle person, a sensitive soul. And Catherine Hepburn just, like I said, seemed abrasive just with her voice, her manner, everything about her. I just cannot get into her as an actress, so I'll always prefer Audrey.
2: When Jennifer forced us all to choose between Audrey Hepburn or Catherine Hepburn, I'm just kidding, um, When she posed that question to us, I could only think of one thing. Or one scene, rather.
0: Look what your friend considers a wedding present.
1: Why, it's a model of the true love.
0: What? A boat he designed and built, practically. He sailed her down the coast of Maine and back for summer we were married. My, she was Yar. Yar? What's that mean? It means, uh... Oh, what does it mean? Easy to handle, quick to the helm, fast, bright. Everything a boat should be, until she develops dry rot.
2: So that was a clip from the movie, The Philadelphia Story, starring Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn. I love that movie, as I recall, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but that one scene has always stood out, my, she was yaw I really like Katherine Hepburn. I feel like I agree with Jennifer in the way that she is a very jarring kind of person, but I just, I'm very intrigued by her. She scares me in a similar way that Kathleen Turner scares me, but like Kathleen Turner, I feel like I don't want to spend time with her, but Katherine Hepburn, I would love to just sit down and be like a little bit uncomfortable and let her just take the reins on the conversation and talk about whatever she wanted to talk about. The funny thing is I think I've seen more Audrey Hepburn movies than I have Catherine Hepburn movies, but I don't, I can't think of any quotes from any of them. I'm sure there are because there's, you know, so many like Breakfast at Tiffany's and Roman Holiday and I mean I can think of all the names, maybe not all the names, but those two at least, Um, but yeah, I don't know. Catherine Hepburn just stands out to me. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to go with Catherine. She's my Hepburn. Moving on to our next loaded topic or question, if you will. Dolphins. What do you think about dolphins?
0: Dolphins. That's funny. Um, and dolphins should be called into account because I feel like a lot of people, especially people who seem to want to get tattoos of them. feel like they're this like magical mystical creature. That's almost like a fairy tale. I mean, sometimes they do cool things, save people, chase away sharks. They're very, very smart. I will give them that. But dolphins have a lot of vices like sex and drugs and rock and roll. I'm not kidding you. They have gangs. Like, (laughs) dolphins are not as squeaky clean as people seem to think and depending on how good of a person I am feeling that day uh, sometimes when people are just like I love dolphins I will proceed to try and ruin it for them. I'm always intrigued by animals that are higher intelligence than some of the other animals because it kind of gives you like an insight into like a different perception or mind frame like even for me just like watching my cats and how they try and figure things out um, or elephants crows like that's really fascinating to me like how much they can learn and absorb and figure out on their own and dolphins fall into that group for me I find them really interesting I really like case studies and like dolphin research because I feel like I I learn a lot and it's always really interesting but I think if you romanticize them too much you'll may be disappointed with the reality that they're wild animals and they do wild animal things. So that is my breakdown on dolphins. Emily, what you got? I'm curious. I have a feeling that we might be on the same page with this one.
2: And your feelings would be correct, Jennifer. But it wasn't always this way. Let's go back in time. Back in time to 11-year-old Emily reading a very romanticized book called A Ring of Endless Light madeline langle adam i never even really talked to leo till yesterday we see the rodneys when we come to visit grandfather the way we see the lots of other people on the island leo and i never had a conversation till he talked about his father dying when we walked on the beach yesterday i think maybe we can really be friends but i'm not anybody's girlfriend and what about zachary Adam bent down and stared, unlacing his sneakers. His hair fell across his eyes. Zachary, I guess what I think I have to do with Zachary is give him a chance. The way we said last night. About Zachary, I wasn't ready to say anything more than that. Adam looked up at me and grinned as he unlaced his other sneaker. Friends. Friends are what make the world go round for me. He stood up, tying his already knotted laces together and hanging his sneakers about his neck. John says you're a pretty good swimmer. I won't run any races, but I'm good at long distance. I mean, I can swim on and on forever as long as there isn't any rush. Long distance is what I want from you. Not speed. When I asked you to come to the lab this morning, I wasn't sure how much I was. But now I think you- and then he stopped. He stopped for so long and stood there on the beach, sneakers dangling about his neck, hands dropped by his sides, not moving, that finally I spoke to break the silence. Another thing about dolphins not having hands, they can't take a gun or harpoon and kill. Yeah. A brief silence. And here's another mystery. The dolphin's brain is 40% larger than ours and just as complex. I figured we were going to go swimming, so I kicked off my sandals. How much of the brain does the dolphin use? We use only a tiny portion of ours. Vicky, I waited. Would you like to meet a dolphin? You mean like Una and Nini? I mean, out at sea, like the one you saw yesterday. Well, sure. You wouldn't be afraid? He was looking at me hard. I don't know. I couldn't pretend with him. I don't think so, but, well, meeting a dolphin except in a pen never occurred to me. Will you swim out with me and try? If you're afraid, you can swim back, and he may not come anyhow. I mean, this is something entirely new in my experiment with Basil. Basil? Okay, we're back. That book had it all for an 11-year-old, um, cute boys, check. Telecommunication, telepathic communication with dolphins, check. Love, check. Death, check. Philosophies on life, check. So all of this kind of gave me a very romanticized Image of dolphins in my mind and my heart. And I think that that is probably where a lot of dolphin lovers live now in that romanticized dolphin world. And if you don't want to hear me burst your dolphin bubble, then listen no further. Because now, as an adult living in reality, I realize that dolphins are animals. And my opinion is that dolphins are kind of like the opportunistic frat boys of the ocean. Here is why. So they are very smart. Dolphins are are very smart. I think we can all agree on that. This article I found said that when faced with the challenges of day-to-day life, male dolphins formed three different types of friendships. In first order alliances, two or three males cooperate to herd a female for mating. Most males are also members of a second-order alliance, which are long-lasting agreements in which they fend off other groups trying to take their females. These gangs also mount attacks on other groups to take their females. Sometimes the second-level alliance can be strengthened by forming third-order alliances with males from other groups. This can lead to bloody battles in which more than 20 dolphins bite and bash each other over the right to one female. The females, in contrast, don't form any strong friendships. There was a scientist who said that the bonds between dolphins are so complicated and they're so mentally and physically exhausting that he said he was glad he wasn't a dolphin, and I have to agree. There also was an article that I read once about This researcher and a dolphin who had a questionable relationship, which um, is disturbing, and it was the researcher's fault. And when she got fired, the dolphin couldn't handle it and got so depressed that it ended its own life. Again, that's not the dolphin's fault, but it concerns me how attached they could become and how attached a human could become to them. I'm not going to tell you any more (laughs) weird dolphin stories. I'm actually going to end this dolphin segment on a high note, which is about a dolphin that saved A man. So in 2002, a 36-year-old Australian man named Grant Dixon was fishing in northern Queensland along with other people. Hours later, the vessel collapsed in the water, and Dixon found himself alone in the middle of the ocean, holding only to the remainings of the boat. He had some wounds bleeding profusely, and with horror, he discovered a group of sharks swimming around him. However, he watched with amazement how a pod of dolphins began to circle him, scaring away the sharks they might have attacked them by confusing his legs with some prey because of the blood. In the end, Grant Dixon was rescued safe and sound. So that's a nice story about dolphins. I think that we can all just sort of live in the reality that dolphins are animals, and you know, animals do weird things. So let's play a song to get our minds off of dolphins, and that song is Grown Ocean by Fleet Foxes. Our next loaded question is brought to you by Jennifer, and it has to do with Chipotle, the restaurant.
0: Chipotle. I feel like I should like them. I mean, a made-to-order burrito. What's not to like? But I always feel like I've eaten a towel tablet. You know those tiny dry towels that expand once they hit water? Like, no matter how many times I've reasoned with myself, I always feel just too full after in a way that I don't really with other Mexican food places so I'm not sure if it's that the burrito is just so huge that my brain gets confused I don't know I just don't really like eating there um, it's that basic I don't have like a really good reason I've never had a bad experience I don't think it tastes bad I just have this mental block and I don't like going there because I think I'll feel too full afterwards
2: I am also not a huge Chipotle fan. I it's not so much to do with the food as it is the ordering experience, which I find very stressful. I don't have a very loud voice, and when I'm trying to speak up, it often kind of dissipates into, you know, the ether and even more so at Chipotle. It's just too loud for my non amplified abilities. Uh, (laughs) Non-amplifiable? That's not a word. (laughs) I'm just, I have a hard time amplifying. You wouldn't know that, possibly, because on the radio I can turn up the volume on my own voice, but I don't have those capabilities in the real world. So, no, I am not a Chipotle fan. I never got sick there, but after people were getting sick, I just kind of thought, you know, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with Chipotle. It's too much of a risk. They can't hear me and people are getting sick. Seems like they've cleaned up their act since all of that happened. I'm not like throwing shade on Chipotle and I'm sure there are a lot of Chipotle lovers out there. So, you know, you do you. Pay your extra dollar for your guac and get that satisfying thwack of guacamole on your burrito and enjoy it Um, because I'm not and it doesn't sound like Jennifer is either. On to the next topic toothbrushes.
0: Jennifer here. So yes my toothbrush has bluetooth. I did not buy it because it has bluetooth but because my dentist office was selling it and it had a sweet rebate deal and I felt like I was having a subpar brushing experience and I do like an electric toothbrush. I feel like it does a more thorough job. So I'm happy with the purchase in that regard. But for the toothbrush there's an app that you can download. It lets you change the color of the LED light the toothbrush has. This toothbrush can almost double as a flashlight. It kind of does like when I wander around in the dark while brushing my teeth. It's pretty bright. The app offers a feature where it does like two minute news stories to encourage people to focus on brushing their teeth for the designated time. And I didn't mind that. But it was problematic in that it never seemed to accurately track when I brush my teeth. And it felt like it was getting kind of aggressive with me. Like there was some sort of tough love situation happening. like. I would just get these little notifications and it felt like have you brushed your teeth today we don't have a record of this brushing your teeth is an important thing or they'll fall out and you'll have dentures and you'll never be able to securely eat corn on the cob again is that what you want is it is it a corn on the cob free existence brush your teeth and I felt like maybe they were tattling what are you doing with all this information? Who are you giving this data to? My dentist? Are you telling my dentist the truth about me? Are you exposing my bad dental habits to them? Like I started to feel very suspicious that somehow this was like a sting operation. And because it was telling me to brush my teeth when I'd already done it, it just was incredibly irritating. And so I didn't last very long with that app. By and large, I just see it as a time waster. I mean, the decadent luxury of a rechargeable electric toothbrush, you know, does it really need an app? Like, I have enough going on. We all have enough going on. Like, we have things that take priority over this. So I just saw it as kind of a gimmicky thing to sell the toothbrush, that possibility, but I feel like it's sort of a a useless thing. We We don't need it. I don't use it Um, and that's my opinion maybe you really need it I don't want to discourage anybody have their you know teeth falling out because they didn't have the app that would have prevented it but that was just my personal experience with it
2: so I don't have a fancy bluetooth accessible toothbrush and from the sound of your experience I don't think I will I would, however, like to invest in an electric toothbrush, because that sounds nice. Um, I just, you know, been too cheap to do it, and toothbrushes aren't fun, in my opinion, and so I haven't purchased one. I have purchased other things that sound, like, more fun. I can't think of what those things are, but I know I've been doing it. Yeah, I- I do have kind of, like just a natural guilt complex and apps that tell me, even if it's not like they're telling me in a negative way, but just stating facts, I tend to assign a negative undertone to it. So like my Fitbit, um, that stressed me out. And then my phone even has like a walk step tracker And it will tell me things like, you were walking more last month than you are this month. And I'm like, don't judge me. Maybe I'm a little bit more sad this month than I was last month phone. So I don't think my mental health would do well with a toothbrush app constantly ratting on me. It sounds very stressful. Well, my lovely, loyal, (laughs) long-legged... some of you. Listeners, we've reached the halfway point! Yay! And I'm here to remind you that you are listening to KSKQ on 89.5 FM and 94.1 FM if you're slightly north of Ashland. Those are the two stations (laughs) that we are on. And this is Dream Infringement, and today we are talking about loaded questions. So Jennifer and I, we have presented one another with topics that we have strong opinions on and we don't necessarily know what the other's opinion is on that topic until now and we've done all of this for you to listen to aren't you so glad all right next topic Gilmore Girls and go
0: Gilmore Girls when it first started, I actually really liked the show. I didn't have cable at the time, so I was late to the game, I should say. When it first started and then was like on Netflix or someplace where I could stream it, then I watched it and I really liked the show. It, you know, it was bookish. They were into pop culture. They had these intense, quirky conversations. Um, but as it went on, it seemed like it was just suddenly beginning to be too much like the parts that were endearing began just to get so much more complicated to where I was kind of getting annoyed with some of the characters. Um, But when they had the comeback and Rory had a relationship that I felt was against like everything her previous character would have championed for, I actually felt like a real sense of betrayal that made me lose respect for her like character's development as a person, like that kinda hurt. And so I felt sort of disillusioned with the show uh, in the end. So that's where it stood. I, I went from one end of the spectrum to the other.
2: I also really liked the show at the beginning. I loved how quick paced it was. I loved all of the pop culture references. The mother-daughter relationship. Did make me a little uncomfortable. I always felt kind of frustrated with Lorelai, the mom. But then rewatching it all as an adult, I was I kind of understood more where the mom was coming from. Maybe that's just part of becoming an adult. Maybe it's because I have kids. Um, and then I found myself being a little bit more frustrated with Rory. I agree with you, Jennifer, when she made those bad relationship choices. And had an affair with a married man. That was frustrating and disappointing. I also have another qualm with Rory's character in that she's supposed to be this really great writer, yet we never hear a piece that she writes except for this one in college when she completely decimates this ballet dancer and totally body shames her. Not cool, Rory. Not cool. And even her mom says so. So yeah, Lorelai, you and I are on the same page with that. Then they had, in I think it was 2016, a it was called like a year in the life. And it was like what they were up to now. And I still just was not a fan of Rory in those episodes. I found her a little bit irritating. I didn't really get why she had the job that she had because they never presented us with examples of, you know, how good of a writer she was supposed to be. And then there was this musical montage with the life and death brigade and I just that was it. I just couldn't couldn't do it. And then she ends up, well, here's a spoiler, so turn it off if you want to watch it and just haven't yet. Okay, I'm going to spoil it now. Rory ends up being pregnant at the end and we don't know who the father is. So It was all just kind of disappointing, I guess. Yeah, I just feel a little disappointed. One of the high points from from the show for me was when Rory went to a concert and the concert happened to be the Shins. So I'm gonna play a Shins song for you. So here's the song that they play in that episode. It's called So Says I, and it's by the Shins. listeners don't know this, but I just took a lunch break to eat some food and rehydrate. I'm now ready to tackle our next subject, which is donuts. And you ask me, how controversial could donuts possibly be? Well, let's see.
0: Donuts. There's stores devoted to donuts. There are sections of grocery stores devoted to donuts. Donuts are a big deal. Uh, When I was a little kid, I was obsessed with donuts. But then the older I got, the more I really began to dislike them because they made me feel so awful. Like all that fat and sugar and carbs would just like spike my blood sugar, and then I would crash. I would just be dragging and feeling gross the rest of the day. So when I see donuts, I remember them with nostalgia. But then I'm like, I'm sorry, fried lard bread, but you're just not worth the inevitable price that I will have to pay for you. When I'm on my donut game, I would say that my favorites have always been a good uh, buttermilk bar or a bear claw or like something that's filled with Bavarian cream. Even though that's really just kind of like pudding, it always sounds exciting. Ooh, or a good jelly filled. It's weird like when you are around someone and they get a different kind of donut and you're like, really, you're an apple fritter kind of person. Mm-hmm. Chocolate glazed, old fashioned, interesting. Elephant ear, did not see that coming, did not know that about you. Hmm. I feel like I might need to reassess our friendship. I feel like I should say that I've been in Oregon since 1999. I have not yet been to Voodoo Donuts, and some of their stuff looks really interesting, and I assume it's just like a normal donut base but then like crazy and creative toppings. I might have to like relax my, my um, donut abstinence for a Voodoo Donut should that happen in my future. I don't have any immediate plans. Um, and it also looks like really crowded. Every time I see pictures, there's like people lined up around the street, and I don't know if I want a donut that bad. I don't know. I'll 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 see how I feel about it should the situation arise.
2: Ah, donuts. Every once in a while, I have a very strong hankering for a donut. However, they typically rip my stomach apart. It's funny you mentioned voodoo donuts, Jennifer, because. They contain something that doesn't rip my stomach apart. And you'd think it would because they cover their donuts in all kinds of crazy stuff. But nope, I was totally fine. They are delicious and we didn't have to wait too long in line. I think they work pretty fast to get those donuts out and it's not a scary place to go in. Like everybody is very nice. I thought it would be kind of like the soup situation from Seinfeld, um, I know that is now controversial, but that is what I thought would happen when we went into Voodoo Donuts, but it wasn't. Everyone was very pleasant, but speedy, and that was nice. The other donut shop that doesn't rip my stomach apart is Case Coffee. I don't know that they're, like, known for their donuts, but they make them and sell them, and they are also rather good. They have a sea salt donut that I am particularly fond of. If I were to risk it all and go into the everyman's and woman's donut shop down the street, I would say that my favorite kind of donut is an old fashioned. So there you go. Hopefully we can still be friends, Jennifer. You'll have to let me know how you (laughs) feel about that. Moving right along to our next topic, which is thank you cards. Should they be mandatory after occasions such as graduations, bridal showers, wedding showers, baby showers? What do you think? Jennifer, go ahead.
0: Thank you, cards. I can't think about thank you cards without my mom's voice in my head because I know how badly it affects her when she tries to do something like nice or considerate and it's like the other person doesn't acknowledge it like they didn't care or appreciate it. So I feel like it's definitely um, an obligatory thing in the gift giving arrangement Um, though I see that you specified like showers or graduations, places where there's, you you would have to write a lot to acknowledge it versus someone just giving you a gift and you just have to respond to one. Um, And I think it is tough when you have to fill out that many cards for an event and it becomes really kind of formulaic like, dear, insert name, thank you for the insert gift. We will think of you every time we do something that involves the gift. Thank you for being part of our big day. It stops being sincere. I don't know. I have a feeling Emily would like to abolish this, but I I can't. I just think of my mom's poor little face. I have to do it for my mom, Emily. I gotta. And, you know, it might be kind of a generational thing, too. um, But I feel like there, if not a thank you card, that there should be a good way to acknowledge that someone has given you something or done something for you like there there should be a way to show appreciation if it's not a thank you card some kind of way. So until they invent that, I'm gonna stick with the thank you cards. Old fashioned as they may be, and my handwriting my handwriting has suffered so much in the age of technology, like whenever I have to fill out a form by hand, I almost have like road rage. You want me to write this? Physically write this with a pen? I have to find a pen and I have to like write it with my hand and it's like my hand muscles aren't even the same. These are texting hand muscles. These aren't, like, handwriting hand muscles, and so, like, my hand will start to to cramp up (laughs) pretty quickly. And I'm left-handed, so I'm just, like, smearing ink. So they get, like, this weird psychopath-looking thank-you card from me. But at least they know that I appreciated their gift.
2: Oh, your poor sweet mom. I can understand why not receiving a thank you card would be hurtful. I think for random gifts, a thank you card or a sincere, like, person-to-person thank you is appropriate, but for occasions I actually have different opinions based on those stages of life. So, like, for graduation presents, yeah, Those kids totally need to write out all the thank you cards. I think it is an act in humility, and it is something that you should just have to do as a teenager. For married couples, I don't really care. I don't... (laughs) Like, you're starting a new life, and you have a lot going on, and I think you should attempt to write thank you cards to everyone, but personally would not be offended if I did not receive a thank you card. And then for baby showers, and I'm not just saying this because I didn't finish all of my thank you cards, that's a tough one, and I do not think that new mothers and fathers should be obligated to write thank you cards. Um, I think if they have a shower, They should just stand up and thank everyone for being there. Thank you all so much for being here. These gifts are so lovely. It's going to help us welcome our new lovely child into the world. And also, we are going to be so sleep-deprived that we are not going to be able to write you thank you cards. I don't know, something along those lines. Because... Ooh, that's tough. And then, like, the first one was hard, but I managed to get them all out, and then by the second kid, it was just like, I think I got maybe half, and so I'm sorry if you're listening, and you got me a baby gift for my second child, and I didn't write back to you. Also, postpartum depression. Like, that's a very real thing, and it is difficult to deal with that and also write thank you cards to everyone so that is what I think about that and for our final topic and loaded question it is Dax
0: Shepard or Zach Braff? Dax Shepard and Zach Braff they're basically the same person like with a little makeup and a wig they would look identical Except Dax Shepard is just a little more tan and his hair's lighter, but they look like the same person. They're even the same age. They're both 45. I will say that Zach Braff, I have liked his body of work way more, as far as like movies and television. Whereas Dax Shepard, I rarely like anything that he does just to see him makes me feel irritated. He just seems kind of like raunchy and slapstick and not subtle and not funny. Just, I see him and I'm just like, I feel like a sense of repulsion. I don't feel that about Zach Braff. And I looked both of them up because I was curious of their background. Uh, Zach Braff His father was an attorney. His mom was a psychologist. He was diagnosed with OCD at age 10. He's had a series of kind of long-term relationships, but he's never gotten married. Right now he's dating Florence Pugh, who is 24. She's very like, age ain't nothing but a number. And I will say that like pictures of them together, visually, their styles fit more than other people that he's dated. So maybe she's the one. Um, I don't know. He seems to be 45 on the outside, 25 on the inside. And I think this is where Dax Shepard has a superior uh, edge in that he's been married to Kristen Bell. They started dating in 2007, and then they got married in 2013. And what's interesting is that prior to Kristen Bell, Dax dated Tara Lipinski. What? <laughs> and Kate Hudson. And then ended up with Kristen Bell. They met at a birthday party that was thrown by Toby Maguire. Or for Toby Maguire. Uh, apparently they both knew Toby Maguire. And this was the connection that made the relationship happen. So I have to agree that Dax is sort of the poor man Zach Brath.
2: So this was the original question I pitched to the Dream Infringement crew when I was like, hey, let's do this episode. So Jennifer did know how I felt about Dax Shepard, and I do think he's the poor man, Zach Braff. Um, And I'm not going to elaborate because I think you did a really good job, Jennifer. I will leave you with this. Dax couldn't even. Um, And now we're going to do a rapid fire question and answer based on the topics jennifer and i have already discussed and we're going to do that with drumroll please your one and only host (laughs) that says he loves you every episode bobby come on down bobby bobby are you ready i think so all right ready for this rapid fire round of loaded questions and your opinion
1: okay actually why don't you ask me if I'm ready one more time because I I just woke up from a nap and I don't really think I have the energy that the listeners are wanting
2: are you ready
1: oh yeah baby I don't know why I said that I'm sorry
2: okay Audrey or Catherine Hepburn
1: um, Catherine Hepburn sounds more familiar, so maybe not her, maybe she's infamous.
2: Okay, thoughts on dolphins?
1: Um, I've heard some p- pretty creepy stories, so I'm not really, like, on their side.
2: Chipotle the restaurant, yes uh, or no?
1: Yes or no. Um, I would say, I, I'm sorry to do the opposite of buzz marketing, but I'd say no, because it's it's so loud in there. Plus, there is that whole thing with people getting sick. So that's that's all I have to say about that.
2: Bluetooth toothbrushes.
1: Um, anytime you mix water with electricity, I'm I'm just I'm not interested in that. So potential hazard, maybe.
2: <laughs> Gilmore Girls, yay or nay?
1: Yay, definitely. And just for everybody's, um, just for everybody's information, I'm Team Jess.
2: Donuts worth the trouble?
1: Um I guess occasionally <laughs> If you have a, a steady diet of donuts and they are creating trouble for you then maybe ease ease back
2: All right, thank you cards. Should they be mandatory after graduations wedding showers baby showers bridal showers man showers?
1: Okay, um I think that even if you, if I felt strong about thank you cards, you're not going to get people, if you can barely get a lot of the population to like wear masks, you're not going to get them to like get a, get some stationery out, get their quill pens out, right? Thank you so very much for uh getting me that pen and pencil set for my graduation you're you're not going to get a 17 year old to do that
2: all right and our final question in this lightning round dax shepherd or zach braff
1: um i'm gonna say zach braff because i'm a big scrubs fan although although up until recently i absolutely hated dax Shepard. i did hear a small interview that i was tricked into listening to with him on a podcast and um and he he's growing on me slightly but i'll always be team zach braff all the way
2: like a fine moss yes all right thanks bobby you want to help me end the show
1: sure um well the hour has arrived friends regretfully so i know you probably enjoyed this last hour but um We have enjoyed it as well, but we have to say goodbye. We can't keep this going.
2: Yeah, KSKQ, they won't let us just do 24-7 dream infringement. Yeah,
1: that's just not possible. Although we do have a lot to say. Um, We're going to have to save it for next week. So you can tune in next week at the same time on the same place on your radio dial. Is there anything else to say?
2: Um, Let's play a song.
1: Yes, let's do that. Here's Head Over Hills by
2: Tears for Fears.
1: And we're playing it just because. Yeah. So until next week, we love you.
2: Bye. Oh, also real quick, since we have a couple minutes, um, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Tell us what your opinion is on all of these things or if you have another mundane everyday life thing that you just have a really strong opinion on and you want to ask us a loaded question. And ask us what we think about it.
1: All right, until then, bye and be safe. Bye.